Vox Bus. And I've done that myself too. I'm wasting a lot of time just having assumptions about something, but not checking in because we don't dare to check in. And then we make up these assumptions in our minds about what the other person is thinking or how the other person will react instead of finding out what is it really that we're going to lose by asking. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. everybody to this episode of Courage in Relationships and I have a discussion about this topic with my wife Ivana Rainbow and we discuss how courage takes a big part in showing up authentically and truthfully in your relationships and expressing your wants and desires at the risk of being rejected, ridiculed and dismissed. We also discuss being true to ourselves and stating what our integrity demands us to share and that we're taking serious emotional risks. And Rainbow and I discuss stories of the courage to apologize and the courage to risk and ask for what we want, as well as being inspired by each other's risks in these areas. I also speak to scenarios of clients' experiences where I have protected their identities as well as disguised and changed details of their situations. So something to think about is that there isn't any courage if your behavior doesn't include confronting something you're afraid to. And I believe courage is not the absence of fear, but actually being with the fear and deciding something else is more important than staying in the fear. So before we get on to this episode, I want to thank today's sponsors. Gyro Creative. Gyro Creative is out of Detroit, Michigan, and Gyro is an identity studio, and they are owned and operated by dear friends of mine, Angela and Matt, and they design identities to be shared and lived based on truth and beauty and seeking to uncover fundamental truths about who their clients are and what they value and then transforming them into verbal and visual expressions that incite action, unite community, build culture, and inspire change. So they work with a variety of industries and client sizes, from entrepreneurs and startups to nonprofits, neighborhood developments, consumer products, and global industry leaders. So check them out at gyrocreative.com. And I'd also like to thank my other sponsor, Farm to Home Milk. Farm to Home Milk is an Asheville-based milk distribution company of grass-fed GMO-free milk. They serve many of Asheville's local restaurants and coffee shops. And you can buy the milk here at Whole Foods or the French Broad Food Co-op. The secret of this company's success is their focus on the personal relationships they have with their customers. On the side of their trucks is the phrase, compassion is possible. And this is how they aim to be and a relationship of sustenance. So check them out at Farm to Home Milk. 
Com. Hey, everybody, I want to thank those of you that have left reviews, especially on Apple Podcast. And I would like those of you that want to leave a review to go ahead and do that. I would really appreciate it. Okay, everybody, I hope you enjoy this conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow. Courage in relationships. Let's talk about it. Thanks, babe, for joining me today in the studio. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Although it does take a little courage to sit in this chair. Mm, there we go. We got to talk about courage, folks. It takes courage individually and also in relationship to the other person. I love the definition of of courage that I that I read that it stems from the Latin word core and the French word courage. That means heart. So it's like speaking from one's heart. In the English, we talk about the heart being the truth and authenticity. So that's what we're going to explore today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not just courage in a relationship with a partner. It's also courage with our parents, our siblings, our friends and neighbors, yeah. colleagues. Mm-hmm. Take that risk to dare. You use that expression a lot, like, do I dare? Or, wow, you dare to do that. And uh, I think that that stems from um, aspects that we're going to be talking about, like taking the risk and how scary that can be at times to bring out our truth, you know, to say something that we might feel rejection if we talk about it. You know, and I know that comes up between you and I. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... Courage is much needed in life. I mean, at least it has been needed in my life. And especially in our long-term relationship, I think that keep putting that out and taking the risk and having the courage to also want the relationship to be on a, on a deep level. And sometimes that means um, taking the risk of conflict. And I see a lot of people in my work that have a hard time taking that risk of speaking their truth and having the courage to say some things because they're afraid of, of the conflict. And we've transformed that over the years because we know that it will just take us deeper into understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like our lives would just become too boring if we didn't take chances with each other and our communication. Over the years, we've been together for 24 years. Yeah. I mean, I think it even takes courage when one of us is exhibiting a certain behavior for the other one to say, hey, you know, right now you're giving me, for instance, unsolicited advice, and that doesn't feel good. I'd rather that you don't do that. That takes a lot of courage to actually say that. And so the fear of, yeah, I know for, for me, the fear of you getting maybe defensive if I say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's actually quite exciting to uh, take that courage and address it. And it's fun as the years are going by with you, I'm getting more and more brave. And it's uh, really exciting to take on these challenges and address things with each other that we have lived with for years. And then we finally, it's like, mm, I want to address this. I don't 
just want to keep living with this. We need to have a conversation about this. Yeah. And I think also for that is the courage to be able to find the sweet spots of the way that we say it, to be able to say it with good boundaries, to be able to say it clear, but also kind and not blaming and to be very uh, present with it. And I think fine tuning that over the years to jump in and say some things that um, are big risks in, in our relationship at times. So I'm really glad that we're continuing to do that. And, you know, one other thing that I like when, you know, you bring to my attention some things I know will be beneficial for my growth, even though it's really hard and I press back up against you. Yeah, and you do that with me too. And I really appreciate it, even though right in the moment it's not so comfortable. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago we were on a date and we went to an ice cream parlor and... Rainbow was looking up to get her ice cream and there was two couples in front of her. They were not ordering. They were kind of looking at the menu too. And she just cut right in front of them, assuming that they weren't ready and went to the cash register. And I was laying back because I wasn't getting an ice cream. But I saw the look on one of the partner's face, the guy's face, and he was disgusted. He felt like, I can tell that he felt it was rude. He was kind of rolling his eyes. And uh, after you got your ice cream and paid for it, I said to you, hey, babe, did you recognize that you uh, cut in front of those people? And, and you said, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see their faces or anything. I thought they were four people having a discussion about what ice creams they wanted to have. And they were not really all the way up at the counter. So I just slid through them and went up to the counter and let them have yeah, your their attitude, decisions. There. Your attitude was a little bit like, ah, they, they, weren't, they weren't ready. They weren't paying attention. Yeah. And then I just said, well, you know, I just saw their face. And I thought that was rude. You could have just asked, hey, um, are you ready to order? Because if not, can I go in front of you? Mm -hmm. And I said that to you. And you were eating your ice cream and you finished your ice cream. And then what did you do? Yeah, and then I decided that I would feel best with this issue here if I went over and had a talk with the four of them. And then I found out that they were not together at all. Yeah, but what surprised me was you just got up and you asked me, hey, do you see them? And I said, yeah, they're sitting way over there. And then I, I had no idea what you were doing. And then you started walking up to them. And I thought, holy shit, you're going to go up to them and apologize. That mm -hmm. takes fucking courage, man. Yeah, I, I just realized it would not sit well with me to um, just turn my back and walk on. It's like, that's not living my truth and the values I believe in. Yeah. And I would have done that earlier in my life. Said, oh, that's minor, it's no big deal. But now I was like, no, I'm going to take this challenge to grow by addressing this to them. So luckily they were still there. And they were sitting at two tables next to each other. So I started addressing one couple and I looked into their eyes and I said, I would like to apologize for this butting in front of you and getting my ice cream. And we were having a, a short talk back and forth and they took it really well. They were taking in my apology and responding and I could feel a shift happening with them receiving my apology. Yeah. 
it, it did make a difference for them. So I was so glad I went and did it, even though the both of the men in in those two groups were saying that, oh, it there was no big deal. Yeah. But I I could see on their faces a that a shift then. happened for them. It was a big deal back then when he was in the store giving you the goo goo eyes, man. I saw giving you the evil eyes. So. I think it was a big deal, that, that shift. And you had your hand on your heart. While yeah, you were, when I was talking yeah. to them, and I really felt my sincerity. And um, they yeah. wished me a beautiful day. Yeah. And then you came back, and I'll tell you, I was, I was so proud of you and inspired. And I got up, and I hugged you, and I just told you how much you were an inspiration. Because to me, that takes courage, what you did. You know, what you did was you called yourself out you took accountability and responsibility and you made amends, you, you apologized. So I think that doing that, taking accountability and responsibility when we know perhaps we have erred in some way to do that to the people that we've done it to in whatever kind of relationship we are, takes a lot of courage. So I'm, I'm glad that that rubs off a lot in our relationship that, that we're doing more and more and taking accountability and that takes it takes a lot of courage to do that. Yeah, and it, it's also about I felt so much better after I did it. So it's just these incidents, they happen, you know, it's small, minor maybe, but it happens almost every day in encounter with other people that we do something that rub against or we forget to check in or something like that. And it feels better to catch up on such stuff and clear it up before yeah. the snowball rolls and become bigger and bigger. And we never know when that's going to come, when we're going to be the receiving end of somebody else's courage. Like what happened today when we were finishing off the fine tuning of talking about the subject as we were walking on our road and we encountered a neighbor from down the street that a couple years ago we had some really adverse and scary and challenging issues with. Uh, this person became intimidating and, and threatening and violent um, directly to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, two years ago, I was the first one in the neighborhood that experienced this with him, and he was really uh, threatening to me, both physical in his body language and very much in his violent language towards me and his deep anger that was spewing out at me. And I was very shocked because he was a younger man who um, had lost his mom a few years before that. So I had been a little involved now and then helping him out with some things in the neighborhood and yeah, so you were just kind of shocked that he would treat you that way, and he treated some other people in a really adverse way. Yeah, including you. Yeah, including So it was two women and two men in this neighborhood yeah. here that encountered this, and, and we were all scared. Yeah, so it took to the effect where we got the police involved. Uh, they really didn't do anything, and we had to subsequently have him uh, involuntarily committed for a few days. And, and so... Over the years, the last two years, there's been some energy of some fear and we haven't encountered. And But today, when we were on the road. Yeah, so in these past two years, we've simply avoided him. 
And he also was told that he wasn't welcome in our neighborhood. He lives just outside of our neighborhood group here. So so we have avoided, avoided him. And then today on our walk, we had just started walking and talking about this podcast here to finalize our last ideas about daring. And then he comes driving down the dirt road from town, coming towards us, and he stops the car and rolls down the window. We didn't really know who it was. And then we see, oh, it's him. What now? Yeah, and so he just rolled down the window and said, hey, I'm glad that I ran into both of you, and I really want to apologize from the way that I acted a couple years ago. Um, I had some crazy episodes, and I was taking some some illicit drugs that uh, uh, just really racked my brain, and and so he apologized for how he treated us and that it was difficult for him to approach us before because he just wanted to really lay low and create some space in between it. And But today he wanted to let us know that he was uh, really sorry and things are going much better for him. Yeah, he seemed very sincere and I could see on his face that he had matured through that crisis. And so to me it took a lot of courage for him to say that based on the past that we had that we might not react in a very friendly manner that we could but be defensive and reject him and so forth. But uh, he was courageous enough to own and apologize. I was really happy to see that he could change. And I complimented him on his daring act of talking to us, both of us, right there on the road. And that we really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so after having that talk with him, realizing that he was an influence of drugs at that time and he really took accountability and said that he messed up and didn't make good decisions. Yeah, and messing up, that is something we all do most likely several times a week. Small things or big things, but we mess up. And it's also about forgiving ourselves. And I think you know, the best forgiveness comes through actually dealing with the issue face to face with someone and not sweep it under the rug and give that person an apology. And then we feel so much better and we're able to forgive ourselves for it and move on instead of it stack up inside of us. And it's still a big risk because that person can reject you or they can be defensive or be angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely have experienced that my apology is not always uh, received. And I've come to realize that not to take it personal because that's just where that person is. Not everyone can receive an apology. They just want to get on and on and on blaming me. And I give the apology and I feel good about it because it aligns with the values that I live by, that I can own my mess up and I speak to it to the person and that's all I can do. And maybe that person wants even much, much more than what is called for, but I'm not going to bend over backwards for that. 
And you did that recently that, again, I had so much inspiration come from that experience that you just did with your mom, that uh, you took the risk to do exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I was home this summer for two months living at my mom's house. And, you know, we're away from each other 10 months of the year. And then we're together intensively for two months every year. So, um, of course, we get into some stuff. And, yeah, so we had just been a little loose on the trigger with each other (laughs) over the summer (laughs) with each other. And I had addressed it to some degree in Denmark when I was there face-to-face with her, and she didn't take it so well. She got really upset about it. It didn't go so well, but um, we had to uh, continue anyway living together. Uh, We still had a few more weeks of my visit when that incident happened, when I tried to talk about it, and at least I initiated the conversation and I stumbled and but it happened so in the airport when we were saying goodbye to each other I brought it up again and I said mom I love you and I'm really sorry that I didn't you know I I didn't speak so loving to you as I wanted to and she said she was sorry too and we both wanted to change these things so um Ooh, that felt good to leave on that note. But then as I came home here to America and some months went by and I was just, no, I got to address it again with her in a loving way. So I came up with an idea and I suggested to my mom that we should make some yarn flowers to each other and sink lovingly while we were doing it. So you mean making crocheted flowers, you would make it here and she would make it in Denmark? Yeah, and we would make one every Sunday for each other and sink lovingly at each other while we were doing it and collect them. And then we would exchange them when I come to Denmark next summer. And she really liked that idea. Also, along with my suggestion of this, I left her a couple of... um, WhatsApp, audios, apologizing again for um, speaking so harshly to her now and then. And uh, we had a really good, deep exchange with that and forgave each other and agreed upon that we would be much more patient and loving with each other from now on. And all of that, I think, took a lot of courage that she wouldn't just poo-poo your apologies or the idea that you had of making these crocheted flowers as a way to connect with each other overseas, that she, you know, the risk is that she could have thought that that was really silly. Yes, I was really happy that she really took my apologies and she forgave me and say, let's move on. And I really love your idea with the flowers. Yes, let's get on with it. Good on you. That, that was wonderful. So I'm so glad that you take the risks. And when you take risks like that, it inspires me. And I think that that's one way that couples can really solicit some change is by when one partner does it, it inspires the other partner to do something in their life 
that uh, they respect because of that action that they know was really challenging wouldn't whatever kind of change that is yeah and i just want to say sometimes a conflict needs more apologies like the first apology i gave to my mom it wasn't as deep and i needed to reflect on that for a little while and realize my part in it and take accountability for it so that's why i brought it up the second time and took some more accountability for for my part in it and then a few months went by and i realized hmm there's more i can take accountability for and that's when i was able to give a really sincerely deep apology unfortunately i wasn't there in person with my mom because mm. it was two months after i had left but her hearing my voice on the whatsapp is she could really feel my sincerity and and she was like her feedback back to me was i feel complete now thank mm. you very much mm. oh that's beautiful so i just want to say this that that sometimes it it takes a while or months before we're totally done with an issue with someone but that but that's the courageous part that you know i like to emphasize is that you went back within yourself even probably seeing things or feeling things that you didn't like about yourself and it was a courageous process for you to take more ownership and not just blame her more for her role in it and that's why i think that in long term relationships or just any kind of relationship but especially long term relationships that reflection to go into ourselves and to understand ourselves and to see areas that we may not really like it's courageous to be able to speak to that to our partner because sometimes they can come back and defend or blame us more or tell us how much they don't like that about ourselves but that's a courageous aspect to keep going within and and looking and taking ownership and awareness. Mhm. Yeah, it does take bravery to bring up an issue that's a little loaded and hot. But it feels really good afterwards. Yeah, and I think all of this takes the courage to really check in in reality to make sure that we're not living in another life of fantasy. You know, I remember working with clients. One was so caught up in a lost love from many, many, many years ago, and even though she's been in a marriage for many years, she's still pining over this past relationship, and she never had the courage to actually confront that old love, to actually see if there was still that spark, if that person felt the same way that they did. because this person had fantasies of running away with that old love and leaving their relationship with their with their husband but never had the courage to actually check in with reality and see if that was so so they still lived this life of a fantasy i remember another one that was following a band for many many years and had this this energetic love affair with one of the band members but never even spoke to that band member and she was fantasizing that they were going to live this life and uh, that he really adored her but she never even talked to this person so she didn't have the courage to actually confront her fantasy to confront the reality 
does this person like me to say, hey, I am infatuated with you or I felt a lot of vibe over the years um, as you're playing music. Do you feel the same with me? She never had the courage to do that. So I think it's sad when people live in more of a fantasy than the reality to move on with their lives. Yeah, I think that is so sad. All those years wasted where she never dared to ask him. She never even had a conversation never with him. Never had a him. conversation with him, yeah. Wow, that's so sad, being so scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that could be scared of the rejection or also scared of the reality of change. What would it meant if that person did still love them? Yeah, what would have happened if she had asked him, do you have any feelings for me? What is the big thing that would happen? What would she lose? Yeah. What would she gain? Mm. Well, maybe he would have said, I don't have any feelings for you. And what she would have lost is maybe her face. Uh, what's it called? Losing face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Humiliation. But she might think that, but really, it's brave asking face to face. It's brave to just want to know the truth and the reality. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. And that other person's reaction would say more about him than it about her. Because it's brave of her to ask, I have these feelings for you. Do you have any for me? Would you be interested in exploring this? And then it's up to his maturity. How is he responding to that? And that's, I think, a lot, even with people in relationships that they first create, to take the courage to actually speak to how they're feeling instead of waiting for the other person to say it first. You know, that old adage, uh, I'm not going to say I love you because I'm going to wait for that person to say I love you first so that I don't feel like a fool if they don't love me. And people are still doing that in, in uh, the growth of their relationship. They're not speaking up to how they feel and take the courage to just be known. Mm -hmm. I think that people, and I've done that myself too, are wasting a lot of time just having assumptions about something but not checking in because we don't dare to check in. And then we make up these assumptions in our minds about what the other person is thinking or how the other person will react. Instead of finding out what is it really that we're going to lose by asking. Hey, can we just go back to that first story you told about the woman who had been married for several years and uh, still was uh, longing for her first love? Mm -hmm. How many years ago did they break up and how many years have she been married now? Yeah, I think with uh, her first boyfriend that she was in love with was about 30 years ago and she's been married for a little over 20 years unhappily married for 20 years and as a matter of fact over some years in the recent years she has crossed paths with uh, her ex-boyfriend and work environments and other things and they've had uh, coffee and they've never brought it up they never talk about their old relationship, she's never taken the risk to say how she feels. So she's stuck. Wow. What can she do to deal with this, to move on? 
Well, it takes courage, right? It takes courage, I think, to make the decision to either really be in the relationship fully with her husband and to really work on that because they're not really working on it. Or I think also it takes a lot of courage to make the decision to not be in that marriage or the courage to confront that uh, ex-boyfriend, how she really feels and see if there's a possibility of a life together and not live in the fantasy of the possibility of life together and still stay in our unhappy marriage. And she's not living in both worlds at all. She's not living a reality at all. Yeah, it's sad because, I mean, what would she lose by having a final talk with that ex-boyfriend and and tell her feelings and check in about how he's feeling for her? I think she would lose the fantasy of the possibility of being with him. And that might be more detrimental to lose than the reality if it's lost, right? So... I think holding on to that, holding on to that is better. And part of that is because she's in a really bad marriage. So she wants to hold on to that possibility of love. Wow. So if she lost that fantasy, then she would have to deal with the grayness of her marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that, that would be some work and take bravery. So I know for me, I, I don't want to live in fantasies and not have uh, a good awareness and awakening to the reality of my life. And that's why I love when we take the risks and the courage that we do in our relationship, even in, in our sexual relationship, you know, the courage over the years for uh, one of us to, um, take the initiative and ask for more sexual energy between us or to ask for making love and ha having sex. It takes a lot of courage to not be rejected and for years because of attention to being a mother and, and raising Xander. I know that that wasn't your priority of really focusing on our intimate sexual relationship even though we did have sex at that time. It just wasn't vibrant in the way that we know. So taking the risk to be able to possibly be rejected, which now I, I don't have that feeling like I did before. You know, when you say no because you're tired and so forth, I know that you take initiative and then you will and you want to have a healthy sex life. So I don't feel that reluctance around taking the initiative anymore. And so I got past that fear of rejection and it's more courageous to be able to instigate and talk about our sex life as you do with me. So years ago when Sander was young, probably up until he was five years old, I didn't have much focus on our sex life. I was such a mom and sex just didn't interest me very much. You know, it was sporadic. Yeah. yeah. We were probably a little bit stuck. We didn't have so productive conversations about our sex life. Yeah. And I was frustrated because we were thriving in so many other areas as a, as a couple. And it was one area that to me was mediocre. And I didn't want to just settle 
for that if we were thriving in so many other areas and we were continuing to grow in our connection. I wanted to continue to grow in that part of our life. And so I started to, you know, inform myself in, in many ways of how to speak and communicate differently to you, to really understand about people's sex lives and understand how they wane and they come and go and, and so forth. But conversations of how to have productive and healthy conversations around sex. So I was I was studying up on it and studying up on how to approach you in, in different ways and be more connecting in that communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I look back now, I see there was a big shift there around when saying that was five years old and um, you really began to formulate yourself in a way that I heard you. I could hear what you were saying. Mm, yeah, it came from more. I think I, I felt more and more courageous, right? Because it was coming more from my heart, less complaining, more embodied of what I want, what we could achieve, and acknowledged you more in, in so many ways. So, yeah, um, it was courageous also to not stop and just uh, sweep it underneath the rug and just let it stay stuck. I know that I needed to to continue to focus on our capability. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful that you studied up on this because I was just so involved being a mom. I didn't have what it takes to, to do that study right there. I was having so much fun just playing with our child. So I really appreciate that you read up on this and you were brave and bringing this conversation about our sex life into our marriage. Mm. And from then on, we just grew that communication and it naturally grew into our heart shares. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where we speak, where one person uh, just speaks their truth and the other one listens. It could be for 50 minutes or 20 minutes a piece. And it's really taking the courage to speak from our heart and our truth. Yeah, that felt so good. And we really got into some deep stuff there by by just speaking and speaking with a little timer on for 5, 10, 15 minutes and just being witnessed. And, yeah, and then it went further and further. That was the thing. It went from 5 to 10 minutes to 15 to 20. There are times that we even did half hour, uh, whether it was focused on just appreciations or just speaking our truth about something. So we really took that step of bravery to speak our truth to one another. It was so cool. And in the beginning, we had a little blanket between us. We, we sat close, but had this blanket between us that had little hearts on it as a safety mm. cover <laughs> of speaking this deep truth to each other, speaking from our hearts. Yeah, and we started up with five minutes mm. and it just felt so good so we just kept going it was wonderful and i think that that's one thing that we experienced and experimented with the heart shares was if one person spoke and the other one only listened and didn't interrupt at all that we could feel more of the courage to really speak our truth because then that other person wasn't going to be defensive wasn't going to argue back wasn't going to ask any questions and that was a wonderful form to be able to practice and get in the habit of being courageous in how we address each other. Yeah, 
exactly. And once I was talking there and not being interrupted, I didn't lose thread of my thoughts. So I could just keep talking and I would go deeper and deeper. And it was exhilarating. It still is. <laughs> I love that that we do that. So put that out to couples. That's one way to be able to have the courage to speak hard truth is to actually create the safe container to do that and tell somebody, hey, I would like to just speak for five minutes or 10 minutes, set a timer that the other person can't respond whatsoever and go ahead and take the risk to speak your truth because you're not going to be interrupted for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even to set the stage a little more sacred, like we had that blanket with hearts on, but maybe you have a little heart-shaped stone Something real ritualistic that you can keep that has the energy of those heart shares. Yeah, that you can place between the two of you so you remember to stay focused on your heart. Yeah, the courage, right? Core and courage, which means heart. So that's a focus to have if you have that. That's why my counseling in some ways is called heart share because it takes a lot of courage to share. Yeah, I love our heart shares. And that took courage for you to introduce that in our lives and insist that we should do it. Mm, yeah. I'm really grateful that you did that, love. Mm, yeah, you're so welcome. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's also, you know, when I just feel that from you, to me, the courage to appreciate is one of the most beautiful parts of bravery, you know, to be able to speak from that depth of appreciation. So I, I'm so glad that we have that in our lives, that depth of allowing ourselves to feel appreciation and to speak to it. So I love when it comes, especially from you to me, and I love being able to feel myself and appreciation and have the courage to speak what's in my heart to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, once we step onto that road, of courage. I mean, we put one foot in front of the other, and then we just start walking and exploring. And it creates the efficacy that once we are able to do something, we're able to continue and do more of it. Mm -hmm. So I've been waiting to try to get this quote in because I know that it's a, it's a quote that's going to resonate with you, but uh, I think it's a good space to put it in right now. And the great Danish philosopher, I hope I'm saying this right, Soren Kierkegaard. Am I Soren Kierkegaard. Yeah, Kierkegaard. <laughs> he noted uh, something to the effect of, to dare is to lose one's footing momentarily. To not dare is to lose oneself. Mm -hmm. hey, how do you say that in, in, in Danish? At vore er at miste fodfæstet for en stund. Ikke at vore. And Mr. Sasset. Yeah. So people go ahead and take that risk. You know, it's okay that you lose that footing momentarily, that it feels uncomfortable and that it's scary. It's going to happen. But we all know that if we don't do it, that we compromise ourselves when we don't take the courage to speak our truth and we lose a part of our true self. So go ahead, take that risk. Yeah, we got to dare to live our lives and get the most out of the time we're here. And again, sweetie, thank you so much for 
having the courage to to get in the studio. I know that's not an easy thing for you to get on and talk and, and do unrehearsed things and, and just having these dialogues. So I so appreciate the support and I love having the conversations with you. So thanks for the courage to do this with me. Mm-hmm. Thanks for acknowledging that love because it does take courage to sit in this chair here. And now I feel so much better for it. Good on you. I love you, baby. Thanks. I love you too. Relationships. Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. <laughs> <laughs>